Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, and we are back. If you are a frequent listener, you know that I decided to take the month of June off just to basically collect myself and kind of focus a little bit more on myself and my family. And if you're not sure about that, you can go back and listen to the last episode, but it was dated a month ago for a reason. And I took that month of June off really to to focus on a few things, to focus on myself, give myself a little bit of breathing room because, you know, doing a podcast, although it's not all time consuming. It still uses time. And I knew that there were some things I needed to focus on outside of the podcast. And I want to be able to spend more time with my family and my kids, right? I mean, that's the whole point of all of this is to figure out how to become at least a better dad than where we started. Not again, being perfect, but improving on some things. And I knew I had to work on that. And so I took that month off and boy, was it a really good idea. It was weird, I'm not going to lie, not recording a podcast or, you know, working on putting it out there and putting it up on Buzzsprout, which is the the system I use to publish my podcast and everything. So it was kind of weird being away from that for a month. I still got updates from Buzzsprout on downloads and all those kind of things. Um, but it was interesting just to almost kind of go back to what it was like before I started it, which was, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, and it felt good. It felt good just giving myself that time. Now at the same time, I definitely missed recording the podcast. So here I am, I am back. And because I was gone for the entire month of June, I figured this was a good episode to talk about the five things I learned in June, because there was a lot that went on in June. And so a lot of things happened. And I felt like that was a good thing to focus on. So I'm gonna talk about five things I learned in June and get that for you. Now, remember, if you have not yet subscribed to the show, make sure you do. If you are not a person who has subscribed, you probably may miss this episode until a few weeks down the road if you go back to check it out. When you're subscribed to a show on any podcast player, it notifies you when a show comes up. So you can download it or just listen to it on the podcast player and you'll be notified about it. Um, Also, if you haven't left a review, please leave a review. Those reviews are very important to me because then I know if I'm doing a good job or not on these shows um, and it helps me know if you appreciate it or you want me to do something different or talk about something different. Um, and last, if you think somebody will get you know, some good you know, information or anything out of these things, share this with a friend. So the five things I learned in June. Number one, one kid is definitely easier than two. And you'll hear that from a lot of people, right? Some of you may be single kid families. Some of you may be multi-kid families. And as you probably know, we have two kids, two boys. And early in June, our older son, who's nine, who is a swimmer, um, had a swim meet in Des Moines, Iowa, early in June. So that's about, you know, an hour, you know, a couple hours from Omaha. And the thing was, is that he had to get there pretty early Friday that of that weekend to swim Friday. And then he swam Saturday, swim Sunday. Well, I worked and our younger son definitely was not going to sit through three days of swimming. And so we decided that my wife was going to take our older son out to Des Moines on Friday. And me and our younger son was going to drive out Saturday morning to meet with them. And I'll tell you what, 
just that one, not even 24-hour period of spending time with only one child at home versus having both of them there, you recognize just how different it is compared to what you had before. You know, having that first child when you are new parents, you're learning a lot of new things and things can feel overwhelming and really confusing and hard to manage. But after you have that first child, it feels like, oh, I can do this again. And you can, obviously. And so that's what we did, right? We had two kids. Um, But when you have that second child, there's so much more to it than just the normal parenting. There's the dynamics between parents and each child. How do you guys act together as a family unit? How do the kids act with each other? And how do you either encourage or discourage certain behaviors between the two? And that's a daily process. That is not a single thing that you fix and then it's good forever, right? I think we all know that we'll tell our kids to not stop doing something and they still continue to do it a lot. And so that almost feels like a daily thing. And so when it was just me and our younger son at home, as much, I mean, I love our older son. Don't get me wrong. I love both our boys. I'm not sitting here saying I only want one kid. So please don't walk away thinking that. But just having that one kid at home, it was just so much easier because all my focus got to be on that one child. All of my attention got to be on him. He felt completely heard. He felt completely involved. And I mean, maybe that's, you know, a sign to me saying, hey, when both of these boys are with you or at home with you, maybe you're not doing enough of that individual attention. Or maybe your attention is focused on too many of the disagreements and the fighting and the arguments between the two of them instead of just like having that positive attention on them. So to me, that was such an eye-opening thing for me because we, I mean, that's the first time we've had both boys separate in, you know, totally different areas overnight for, I, I don't remember the last time. I don't remember the last time we were separated like that. And so when you look at that, I think it's such an eye-opener for those of us who have multiple kids because again, if you have one kid at home, but that's such a blessing still, right? Um, but you get to focus that single attention on that kid all the time. Even if you only have that one kid, though, I think it is an important reminder to focus on just that time you get to spend with them, the attention that you give to them. Don't focus on the negative things. Don't focus on all the problems that maybe arise or all the lessons you got to teach them because when they do something wrong, obviously, because kids screw up because they're kids, they don't know any better. They haven't had these life lessons. Um, You know, a lot of our attention sometimes gets focused on that and it gets exhausting. It gets hard. And so for me, it was such a good eye opener for me to say, hey, take a step back, focus on these positive moments, focus, focus on the time you get with them. And that was just good to me. So Yes, one kid is easier than two in my head. Um, So that's one thing, the first thing I learned in June. Now, with that said, number two, your five-year-old will not keep a secret. And this stems from that. And and why am I saying that? Well, we have a switch. It came from Christmas. Of course, Santa brought a switch for Christmas, which, you know, we were trying not to do that for a while. But all of our boys' friends had it, and we kind of fell into that parent trap of, well, we feel bad, so we're going to get it. So, of course, we got it. And just like every other child, it seems like out there, they want to play Minecraft. Well, Minecraft leads to a lot of fights, a lot of disagreements between our boys. So, it got to a point where the switch was gone. I put it away. Um, The boys weren't listening to it or playing with it or anything like that. Well, one day... It was just me and the five-year-old while I think our older son was at swimming or something like that. And it had been a long time and he'd been doing great. So we decided to allow him to 
play. And by we, I mean me. My wife wasn't here, so I made a dad decision, which isn't always the smartest thing to do. And so he played it for the first time in like a month, basically. And it was fine. You know, we played together. We built a house together, which is fine. You know, just creative mode, just building. And I said, okay, buddy, you know, this is me and you doing this. You don't need to go, you know, blabbing to your brother or blabbing to mom um, that we played this. You know, I'm going to let your brother start playing it too. We'll see how you guys do with it. And not trying to tell him to not tell. You know, I wasn't like trying to keep a secret from everybody. But I said, don't just go blabbing because that's what he does because he likes to brag about it. And I said, because there's no reason, right? This was something me and you did. Let's not go make a big deal about it. And he goes, okay, dad, I promise. Well, what does he do the first moment he sees his brother? Hey, guess what me and dad did? And then it turned into a, you know, sad disagreement because the older brother hadn't gotten the play in a long time and all this stuff. So... As much as we want our children <laughs> to not always say things, I mean, again, I'm not sitting here saying keep secrets from your spouse, keep secrets from your other kids or anything like that. I think it's important for us to remember from a um, maturity level and a cognitive ability level, our younger children are not capable of doing these things in terms of keeping secrets or even just not sharing certain things that you say, hey, this, let's just do this. Like, let's just do this mean you, you don't have to make a big deal about it. Well, they definitely share those things. So um, I think I obviously knew that, but I was kind of hoping that maybe this time he wouldn't say anything because I knew it would turn into a, a disagreement. Um, but I still let it happen because, you know, you don't have to shield your kids from everything. But um, that was another reminder for me. So that was number two thing I learned in June. Number three, so kind of adding on to this, screen time helps sometimes. You know, as a parent, we always... I think initially say, oh, I'm not going to be that parent that relies on screens, right? I'm not going to be that parent that just puts my kid in front of the TV or video game or tablet and let them plan it all the time. And with that said, I'm still not, you know, I still don't want my kids to depend on a screen to get by. Now, I know some people utilize screens when they go out to dinner and things like that, because I think the parents just want a moment to be able to have those nice meals and their kid, you know, comes with them. But then the kid's sitting in front of a tablet the entire meal and in their mind, it's okay, they're getting to do their thing, we're doing our thing. And I get that. But I, you know, I'm, I'm still a proponent and a fan of having our kids learn to be able to function in the world without a screen. Um, but with that said, it definitely helps sometimes. And, you know, over June, we went to the beach, um, which was wonderful. We got to go with my family and we were there for a week. Um, and our, my wife bought our boys tablets. And I'm not going to mention which ones or anything like that. And they had very basic games, like really not that exciting in my mind. But to them, it was gold because they haven't had these before. And it really helped with traveling. You know, it was funny. On our flight back, we got stuck in Charlotte. And our flight was delayed by about three and a half, four hours, something along those lines. We were supposed to get back into Omaha at 9 p.m. We didn't get back till 2 a.m. And so we were in the Charlotte airport for... I don't even remember, eight hours, something like that. It was crazy. And we were sitting there. And at one point, we finally knew our flight was coming. We were going to get to leave at 11 o'clock at night. And I was walking our older son to the bathroom. And we're just walking along. And he looks at me and goes, Dad, today's been the best day ever. And I'm like, the best day ever? We've been stuck in the airport for eight hours. What are you talking about the best day ever? And the reason why is because he had been playing on his tablet for literally the entire time. Now. 
do I normally do that? No. Do my wife and I plan on doing that? No. But it did actually make it work for them. You know, it could have easily been a really long and hard day having to sit there and wait for our flight and figure things out. But it helped. It helped in that moment. So, you know, I definitely was one of those parents who was very much against screens. And I still am, you know, for as a pediatrician. I don't want my kids to rely on it. But they definitely help sometimes. So I think there is that balance, right? We always want to find that balance in life. And for me, that balance with screens, I got to find it. I got to make sure I'm balancing it out where it doesn't feel like it's a never type of thing, but I don't want it to feel like it's an always type of thing. So that was one of those things I learned in June as well. So just mentioning that as well. Number four, which I've probably talked about this before, but number four is going with the flow. All right. A lot of times we very much like to control the situation as parents. We like to tell our kids what to do and how to handle things and and how to act and everything like that. And in some cases, it's important, right? We want to keep our kids happy and safe. Um, But sometimes you just got to roll with it. You know, while we were at the beach, we were there with cousins and a lot of things occurred at the beach that typically don't occur at our house based on, you know, how people eat, how people sleep when they wake up, when they go to bed, um, the activities they want to do. And... There was a lot of things I wanted to do and not want to do. You know, I wanted to keep my kids on a normal sleep schedule and eating schedule, but that obviously all went out the door when we were with our entire family because everybody does something different. And I will say, you know, in the past, it definitely stressed me out like crazy, like watching my kids eat different foods that I am, you know, don't want them having, you know, certain foods for lunch and things like that because it's really not giving them any health or healthy benefits or energy for the day. And I know that they're going to fall apart within a few hours because they are not getting the nutrition they need um, or the sleep. You know, they go to bed late because we're all hanging out, but then they get up early because they want to see everybody. I would love for them to stay on their normal sleep schedules. But this trip, I just told myself, let it happen. You can't fight this. And when you do, all you're going to get do is get frustrated. All, you're, all that's going to happen is you're going to be disappointed and angry at the situation, and you're not going to have any fun. And that's happened to me in the past. In the past, when we've gone on trips or gone to visit family, I've just gotten so frustrated about it that it's hard to enjoy myself like the entire time that I'm there. So this trip, I was like, nope, I'm not going to let that happen. And it was so much better, right? I didn't, you know, focus on those negative thoughts. I didn't have those negative feelings towards situations. And all I did is just, I rolled with it. Uh, When the kids asked if they could do this thing with their cousin or whatever, I said, sure. I didn't even debate it. I tried not to argue with it. I just said, sure, go for it. Um, There were a couple times where I still was like, okay, this is the fourth day in a row. You're having a Nutella sandwich for lunch. You probably got to try something different. And they were fine with that, which was good. But you know, overall, I tried really hard not to do that. And it definitely made the trip much better. So going with the flow, I feel like is very important, because not only are we trying to help our kids by teaching them things, we want our kids to learn on their own. And we want our kids to recognize how to do things and make decisions on their own, too. And so I think that's really important to roll with that. And then kind of teach them along the way. So you know, our older son, he definitely was waking up a lot earlier than normal while at the beach because he wanted to see his cousins who frequently wake up early. And by like the third or fourth day, he was like laying on the couch there. And he was like, Dad, I am so tired. I feel like I can't go down to the beach or do anything. And I was like, huh, I wonder why that is. Why do you think? So we talked about why sleep's so important. And so, you know, there's these teaching moments you can do with it, but not have to be, you know, a hard ass about it or try to teach them and, and keep them from doing things. So that was another thing I learned in June. The last thing, a little bit more serious, I would say. And I feel like there's always a big 
talk and debate about the medical system in the United States. And there's still definitely issues. We have a ton of issues in the United States based on how our health system works, how insurance works, and all those things. But early in June, I had a new patient come to me. And it was a 10-year-old, and I'm not going to get into a lot of information, but this was a refugee from Ukraine. He and his mother had, and his siblings, um, had been caught in the war in Ukraine between Russia, and they had finally made it over to the United States through a relief system, which was great. The mom told me for two months they were hiding in various basements from the air raids. Um, They finally made it out of Ukraine and into Poland for a short period before they made it to the United States. But the thing was that is this child, being a 10-year-old, had cerebral palsy, most likely due to a hypoxic ischemic event at birth, multiple deficits, nonverbal, couldn't walk, probably shouldn't have been eating by mouth, but was, had a lot of other health issues. So obviously a very medically complex child. But it was very obvious that this child didn't get all the care you would expect them to get, say, in the United States in terms of specialists and the needs they would get and physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, which would involve feeding, um, feeding tube if they need it for growth. And this kid was extremely underweight and malnourished. How he survived to the age he's at is remarkable to me. But talking with this mom, and it was no fault to her, It's just based on what's available with where they lived. And she said, well, you know, if you wanted to see any kind of pediatric specialist, you'd have to go to a neighboring village. And, you know, it was months in advance to get an appointment. And once you went, you couldn't get back in for a long time. And so it was they kind of had to make do with what they had. And so God bless her for doing this and sticking with it with this child. Um, Luckily, she does have some other children and family to help her while they lived in Ukraine. But just seeing how hard it was for them and knowing what they went through to even get to the United States because of what's happening in Ukraine, you can't help but be thankful for what we do have. And again, this is just like me talking about going with the flow, talking about the tablets, talking about a lot of the other things. It's very easy to focus on the negative. And sure, there's a lot of negative things in our country right now and in the past and everything. And I'm not going to get into all the political stuff that's going on right now and, and everything there. But I think just that, although it was very saddening to see this child in the health state that he was in, it also really showed me just how good we have it in our country when it comes to the medical system as well. So that was such an eye-opening thing to me, and hopefully that helps some of you kind of look at maybe our system in a different light. Again, I know there's a lot of things we need to fix and health insurance is a mess and there's a lot of other things that are problems, but I'm not going to go into that right now because that's not the purpose of the show today. Today is focusing on these positives. And although him being in the city was, was not a positive. Now that they're here, I feel like this child and his family is going to get so much more support than they had before. And it's going to be so much more beneficial to them. And so that makes me happy. And it makes me feel like, you know, I got to do something for this child and this family. So moral of those five things I learned in June, a lot of it was focusing on the positives, right? Is that spending that time with that individual child? Um, I guess knowing your child's not going to keep secrets from you, which is actually probably a positive thing, nor should children be doing that. Uh, (laughs) So that's a big thing. Um, The screen time, you know, focusing on the positive side that I found from it, not, you know, negatives about thinking about how much time they're spending on free time, going with the flow 
and you know this family from Ukraine. There's a lot of negative things I could have looked at within all five of those things over the month of June, but instead, focusing on those positive sides was so much more beneficial, and it just made it such a much better month for me. So, if you are someone who tends to find themselves focusing more on the negative a lot, try to take a step back. Look at all those moments maybe that I talked about, or look at five things that happened to you last month, and say, okay, these are the things that happened and they're negative. How could they have been positive? Or how could I have looked at them in a positive way? And how can I change that? And try it. Do it. You know, it, it just makes it so much better. So those are my five things I learned in June. Um, I missed you all. I hope you guys had a good June. I know it was Men's Health Month. Hopefully you took advantage of that and took care of yourself a little bit more in whichever way that is. Um, but now we're into July, which doesn't feel like it's slowing down. We have a Cub Scout camp out coming up this weekend that I'm taking the boys to. And I mean, there's swim meets and all kinds of stuff. So it's it's not slowing down whatsoever for us. But I'm going to be putting out more shows. Um, You know, I think right now what my plan is, is we're going to go just once a week. You know, for a while I was doing twice a week there, which was great. I love to talk about on Fridays what I talked about on Wednesdays or kind of just give a quick review for the week. But I think moving forward here, I'm still going to focus on that time I took for myself and what I did. And I think that's important for all of us. So for me, my plan is just we're going to have a show once a week, which I'm still excited to do, obviously. Um, but that gives me more time to focus on these each of these episodes a little bit more in depth. Um, and hopefully it gives you guys some time to check some other things out. You don't have to be watching for two episodes a week, and that, but still get some benefit once a week from those episodes too. But let me know what you think about that. If you liked having those two episodes a week, I do want to know about that. So send me an email. I'm at imperfectadmd at gmail.com. And let me know that you prefer to have those Friday episodes, that kind of that end of the week review or something like that. Um, Um, But if you're happy with once a week, let me know too, because again, these shows are meant for you guys in terms of, you know, focusing on being a parent, being a father and kind of finding ways to make things better. Uh, But the show is also for me and being able to talk about my journey as a dad and the things I learn along the way. And hopefully you guys can learn from that as well and maybe learn from my mistakes a little bit. So. Otherwise, I hope you guys are staying healthy, staying safe out there. Remember to embrace those imperfections, and I will see you next week. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.